Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Eben Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Let's start with the Olympics. Eben, we were talking about this off mic. What's going on? Yeah, so pretty big news in, in, in the Olympic movement. The United States Olympic Committee has taken the first couple steps towards uh, decertifying USA Gymnastics. Uh, if it happens, and there's a few steps that have to happen before that, uh, it would essentially be a death penalty. It would mean that USA Gymnastics, the national governing body in uh, Olympics parlance, uh, ceases to exist. Um, and that there needs to be a new organization that steps in to manage both the high-end Olympic ultra-competitive professional gymnasts in America, but also the hundreds of thousands of gymnasts and the thousands of clubs around the country that participate in gymnastics. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no nonprofit that I'm aware of that's ready to step in and take the role of USA Gymnastics. There's not. Yeah, I think under under this system right now, the USOC is is taking uh, taking the reins a bit. There's there are a lot of questions. What this means for the athletes right now, what it might mean for participation in, in 2020, make no mistake that there will be a U.S. gymnastics team in the Olympics in two years. But on the overall, it is the certainly the biggest step, the biggest movement towards some kind of bigger ramification uh, for a group that... Something uh, big. Yes. In, in the wake of, of Larry Nasser, and and I'm sure our listeners are familiar with, with, with the horrible acts that he committed over a very and a horrifyingly long period of time. Um, and in the wake of that, you know, they've gone gone through a number of CEOs. A number of them have been in place for, you know, less than a year, less than a couple months, less than a month. You know, that they have they have been unable to right the ship. They, they're still looking for a, a permanent CEO. They haven't put someone in place that, that athletes are happy about. Uh, a lot of things built up to the point when, at which the, the new leadership at the USOC, Sarah Hirschland, who's pretty new to the job herself, said, you know what, this is enough. I don't think you guys are capable of fixing this yourselves. And the latest head official got in the trouble because of the controversy involved with, uh, well, now former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, that's Mary Bono, who was who was in place for less than a month. You know, when when it turned out that maybe the background check they did wasn't uh, wasn't full. The, the the woman before her, Carrie Perry, lasted nine months. She hired uh, Mary Lee Tracy, who is a, a coach and a gym owner who had been supportive of Nasser even after allegations came out. The CEO before her, Steve Perry, this is the guy that resigned. You know, amid problems, and then. Turns out he was arrested recently for possibly tampering with with documents and investigations. Uh, uh, um, it's been a, it's been a mess at the top. There's a new board at USA Gymnastics that, that that's really not that old either. But you know, the, the, clearly the USO thinks well, USOC thinks more is needed. Watch this bar. Eben and I are always on the same page. Who's the one person, number one person, I'm putting on this hiring committee? Simone Biles. You could say someone, right? Me, <laughs> Allie Raceman. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. both, both uh-huh. fine. I'm both calling Allie Raceman. I'm saying, listen, this has not been a good thing. We get it. You know what? Help us out here. Yeah, give the reins back to the the women who lost, who were, you know, had controls abused. torn from them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Say, Allie, help us out. Let you help us find somebody that is qualified, that can do this job. Yeah, and there are lo- civil lawsuits that are coming. There are probably large settlements. You know, who knows? USA Gymnastics might be bankrupt uh, within a year. There, there's a lot of possibilities that are going to play out as a result of this. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, concerned about all the spending that's going on in the league. I love this. Well, not, not just all the spending, but all the spending chasing what he says is the Golden State Warriors and the championship, and our teams pushing themselves to lose money in this chase for winning. I love this because you know why, Bart? You, you can count on it 
anytime you're on the horizon of labor, or, <laughs> you can always count on the league to say, well, you know, we're, there's a, we maybe have to tweak some things because the system's not quite perfect. And remember, the way it's set up is players get 50%, roughly 50% of what's called BRI, the basketball-related right. revenue, which includes most things. But it, it's never too early. To sort of sound the uh, the alarm bell. This is just this is a, maybe not an alarm bell. This would be like the triangle where you're called for dinner. Ding ding ding. ding come and get it. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not an alarm, but it's just sort of a hey. This we may have to look at some things because our owners, you know, they're so competitive. They really want to win, and they may be spending a little bit more in that chase. So just sort of heads up, players that we may need to tweak a few things. And along that formula, I assume you'll hear something similar from the other side at some point relatively soon. Michelle Roberts, who runs the MBPA, um, we've got a few years where right? the, the CBA doesn't expire until yeah, 22, yeah. 23, yeah, something like that. Is, um, but but yeah, the, it's, it's the triangle. Exactly. Yeah, this is uh, this is a tried and true formula for 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 kind of starting to air your grievances long before uh, it becomes you know directly you know tied to CBA talks. You know how I'd compete with the Warriors? I wouldn't. I'd put a compelling product on the floor, make it a fun, entertaining thing. People would see. I, I'd say, come see the Warriors whenever they're in town. We're gonna do our best. We're gonna we're gonna do our best to compete for a championship. We're gonna put the best team on we can, but we have to do it in a fiscally responsible way. And we'll let Golden State celebrate their four or five titles, and then we'll see if we can step. <laughs> we'll in. meet them in the finals every year. <laughs> we're an East Coast You're team. Very happy for an East Coast team versus the Warriors <laughs> for the next couple of years. Great. Uh, Ottawa Senators. What's up? Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wish you could see the about, look on your face. We talked about them last time when Eugene yeah. Melnick, the owner, put a put a video out that was a little weird that that caught some attention where he made one of his former players, in essence, in, or one of his players, interview him and talking about the franchise. But then, what six or seven senators decided to take an Uber ride the other day, yeah. and there was a rolling camera in the car, and oh, now that yeah. they were trashing the coach, they were trashing the penalty kill, which is a little weird. Pretty much just trashing the organization, and now the video got out. Yeah, the it's unclear how it got out. It's from about a month ago when they were they were in an Uber in Phoenix. Um, some real privacy concerns yeah. here. I mean, I, I would imagine. Well, what that, is your expectation of privacy in someone else's car, though? I mean, I haven't talked to any attorneys. Do you have any expectation of privacy? In yeah, else's I would car? imagine that you know executives at Uber look at this and they say. Damn, we got we have to fix like th- th- there's so little regulation in the ride sharing world, um, but you can have a system where you know people who are in your car end up you know and, and this has happened before. There was what the mayor of Calgary a number of years ago right got in a, a lift in Boston and he was bad mouthing the CEO of Uber and and that got put online. He had to apologize for that. Um, yes, I would imagine that Uber and uh, they've commented already, but th- there will be more being said here about the concerns over privacy. If if every time you step into an Uber, there's a chance that's being periscoped live or will end up on YouTube, that's a problem for Uber. My favorite part of this whole story, Bar, is that let's not think that it affected the deal between the senators and Uber because they do have oh, that's a amazing. marketing yeah, partnership. That's amazing. So there was Uber on the scoreboard the other night, and it's just like, it's like, there it is. Matt U- Duchesne, go, you bring the noise. <laughs> like, way to go, Uber. And like, this is all s- surrounding the team. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novi williams We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Syracuse University sports management professor Rick Burton. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online where our podcast is available.